This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, pieces. If you like strong thrills, come to see us. But do not come alone. Just in case. Go the fuck to sleep. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And as you probably are aware, we watched Pieces. Without Brett, because Brett has become invisible. Yeah. And and silent. Yeah, it's my favorite kind of Brett. Silent but deadly Brett. He does have an odor. Yes. Yes, he does. And this comes to us from, uh, oh Lord, I can't remember. Supposed alleged real cousin Brett Sontag, two-legged bringer of destruction. Yeah, that guy. The guy with the longest the longest name. And it's a movie from the 80s. The early 80s, which is like the late 70s. It is in a lot of ways. <laughs> yes, and uh, it shows its age. But yeah. it starts out in the 1940s. Yeah. Where uh, yeah, a young man is putting together a, a puzzle. But it's a, not just uh, any puzzle. It's a erotic puzzle. It's got a naked lady on it. And uh, Mom walks in, and man, Mom is not happy about erotic puzzles. No, it's like she says things like, you're just like your dad. I'm going to burn all of your your shit that is not child-friendly. I'm going to scream a whole lot and get kind of hysterical about everything. I'm going to dig through your all your stuff and make sure that you don't have porno mags in your toy chest. Yeah, you know, classic 40s problems. Yes. And so he deals with it in the only way possible. Yep. He uh, takes an axe to his mom and hacks her up into bits. Yep. Just like, just, just like an, she has a splitting headache. That she does. Yes. And then the housekeeper like knocks on the door twice. No one answers. So she calls the police and the police instantly just barge in for, I guess, probable cause just always existed in the 40s. Yeah, well, I did knock twice, so... Yeah, you know, no one's home, no one's answering, so obviously we need the police to break down the door. They couldn't have just gone out for groceries or anything like that. And they uh, they head upstairs, they find the, the scene of the crime, where uh, they say to themselves... Man, there's a lot of blood. I sure hope they were butchering animals in this child's bedroom. Because <laughs> that's they a thing. They were very smart cops. <laughs> oh, this is probably just one of them kids butchering animals, you know, like we get from time to time. Yeah, you know, the ones that were future psychopaths. But turns out that there are, uh, 
there's a decapitated head in the closet of good old mom. Yep. And then in the other closet, boy is hiding and he's and acts like that some murderer came in and killed his mom while he hid. So he does not get blamed for it. Yeah. And then we cut to present day for them, not us. Yes, it's not a future. It's not a past film about the future. It's a past film about the past. Which would have been present. Then, yes. Yeah. I don't know why this is so complicated for you, Chris. It's all timey-wimey. Wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we are on unnamed university campus in Boston. Well, first we get to see uh, an unknown person who's got uh, blood shoes. Oh, yes. And a dress and a picture of the dead mom with a big red X on her. Yep. You know, signifying things. And uh, And then the, the nudie puzzle. And the nudie puzzle. Well, but the mostly disassembled nudie puzzle. And then we're on college campus of unknown origin. Yep, and there's a lady skateboarding poorly. Like, I feel like her feet were in weird positions on the board. Yeah, that's not not a great stance. Yeah, I'm not a big skateboarder, but I can tell when it doesn't look right, and that didn't look right. (laughs) And uh, thankfully, the uh, local fucking comedically large mirror delivery team is there. (laughs) Yeah. And she slams into this mirror they're carrying, and I don't know, breaks it? I don't know what the fuck happens to her. It's never yeah. brought up again. Yeah, there's like, I was going to ask you what narrative purpose this served, Chris. <laughs> well, it was to cut back to that scene where the mom smashed a mirror because filmmaking. Yeah. Actually, I think you're right. I've forgotten about the, the part where the mom smashed the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, are you supposed... I mean, she's not one of the killer's victims. She's just a victim of stupidity. Yeah, she's just a victim of comically large mirrors. Or like all those poor cars that run into fruit stands. (laughs) Yep. And then, uh, where do we go from here? Because I don't remember Uh, how we go from here. Well, then we we meet up with uh, the, the girl in the grass, who's studying in the grass, Oh, yes, with her skirt that just barely covers her ass. Yeah. And then Burlap burlap Sack Chainsaw Man is there to cut down a tree. Well, I mean, I don't think he's there to cut down a tree, Chris. Well, that's his ruse. Yes, that's his his cover, as you you would. And the girl is like, uh, hey, I've got my ass hanging out. Do I need to move or anything? And he's like, no, no. This is fine. Yeah, it's all good. And then, uh, you know, hacks her up with the chainsaw. Like you do. And then uh, team police shows up. We have Lieutenant Dude and Sergeant Grayhair. And they uh, they head off to talk to the Dean. And the Dean's like, uh, I don't know, man. I guess she's dead, right? I mean, that's kind of your job. I don't know why you're asking me this shit. Yeah, like, and she was a student. I don't know. I'm the dean, 
but I don't know all the students because we have lots of students here. I don't make it a point to meet and get the name and memorize every single student I have because I've been doing this job for years now, and that's a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, basically, there's no witnesses. The head's missing. And um, we're treated to scenes of the burly groundskeeper man. Yeah, Bluto. Yeah. Looking uh, super suspicious. Yep. And um, are we to the, the students in the hallway yet? With the anatomy professor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Boom, boom. And now keep in mind, this movie, I think, was filmed in Spain. And Boston. And everything is ADR'd. Very, very badly. Yeah, so there's some like not, real... Not like kung fu movie badly where like the the words their mouths don't match the words but like the voices don't match the characters yeah and the stuff that's just a little off the stuff that comes out of their mouth is more to match the mouth flaps than it is to make goddamn sense sometimes yeah yeah and it's yeah, it, it's just off enough to, that it's jarring. You're like, yeah, this is not right. These are not these people are not talking in the scene. Like this is someone ADR. Like you're like this is obviously dubbed, very obviously dubbed. Yeah, and nothing makes that point clearer than when one of the uh, students says, "Hey, they got a water bed in the." Lounge or something? I don't even know what the fuck part of a school this is. The gym or something. <laughs> and uh, in response, one of the other students says, is there anything better than smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed at the same time? You know, a phrase anybody ever said out loud. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's like a rite of passage in college, isn't it, Chris? I mean, I don't know. My school was online mostly, so... <laughs> you mean you didn't smoke pot and fuck on a waterbed while while doing your courses online? Uh, no, because the computer was very unstable on the waterbed, which <laughs> led to issues with doing all three of those things simultaneously. <laughs> it, I could do two of those three things, but not all three of them. Yeah, you can smoke pot and do classwork. Yeah, you can fucking do classwork, or you can smoke pot and fuck, but you can't do all three at once. <laughs> yeah, I can't do all of them. I'm not a goddamn magician. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a, that was probably the best line in the movie. So uh, it's all down here from hill here downhill from here, folks. Dad, And the read on it is just so good because it seems like the person who read it. Knows English, but doesn't know what any of it means. Yeah. What is waterbed? <laughs> How can there... a bed be made of water? <laughs> this makes no fucking sense. And uh, they harass the, the anatomy professor guy. By having him point out where a girl's pectorals are. Uh, it's the Pe boob beat. Pectorals. 
And he's kind of like, yeah, they're like right there. And she's like, they make fun of me for the size of them. And he's like, I'm sure you'll be fine. And moves on, just fucks right off. Yeah, and all of her friends are cracking up. Like, it's the most hilarious shit they'd ever heard in their entire life. Presumably because they were smoking a bunch of pot on waterbeds earlier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, gee, the the professor didn't touch her breasts. Huh. It's like he has ethics. I don't know. I mean, isn't that like teachers aren't supposed to touch, touch students' breasts, I believe. I think that's kind of one of the things. I mean, you would hope that's some day one shit that they point yeah. out. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, we couldn't trick him into touching her boobs. That's hilarious. Uh, staff parking is over here. Cafeteria's here. Don't touch women's breasts. And, uh, yeah, no, I think we covered uh, pretty much the orientation. Yep. And then we move on to the library. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Kendall and blonde co-ed whose name I don't know, uh, are talking or they're studying and she passes him a note telling him to meet her at the swimming pool for sex in an hour. Well, cause they're going to do it underwater. That's another, oh, yeah. another great thing I'm that sorry. people say. I, I'm sorry to paraphrase. Yeah. Yes. They are going to do it underwater in an hour. And meanwhile, mystery murderer, finds the note and he's like, oh, this will help my need to murder people to put my nudie puzzle together. Yep. And so we cut to her at the pool and she takes off her shirt and her shorts and she's got her bikini on underneath. And then, of course, since it's an 80s slasher flick, she takes her top off and then dives into the water. Yeah. And uh, the, the mass killer... Because we didn't see that coming. I say mask, but he's really got like a scarf wrapped around his face and wearing a hat. He's dressed like the Invisible Man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He uh he gets her in the head, wraps the like the skimmer net for the pool around her head and drags her over. Yeah. Which seems like it would be escape. It seems like it would be real hard to do that. I've used a skimmer net before. They're flimsy as shit. You can barely get leaves out of a pool with those damn things. I don't know how or the maybe, fuck you're going to drag a thrashing co-ed to the side of the pool with it. But Yeah, and it's not like she couldn't have just, like, popped her head out of it and swam away. <laughs> like, it was like, um, yeah, there was a, an easy move to get out of that. If only there was some kind of Y-axis I could use in this pool full of water. Yeah. <laughs> I can move in three dimensions. <laughs> so, uh, and, but he hauls her up and kills her. Yeah, with a chainsaw. With the chainsaw, because that's his shtick. And yeah. then we cut to Kendall at the uh, library still, and his friend shows up with a note that he was given by the dean's secretary. A half hour ago, because he's been looking for a Ken doll for a half hour that tells Ken doll something. I don't even remember what it says. It's never really specified what's in the note. Okay, good. That's why I don't remember then. Only that it's not bad news, because if it was, then his buddy Nerdlinger would have to kill himself. Yes. And, uh, and then he goes to the pool? 
but and actually, no, we we cut to Bluto, the janitor, going into the pool and seeing Kendall there who runs off. And then Bluto opens the door that Kendall ran through and the cops jump him and he just starts beating the shit out of them because he's like twice their size. Yeah. And then they do the smart thing and point a gun at him because that's what you do when someone's twice your size and you want to stop them as a cop is you threaten them with a gun. Yeah, and it's not there. The scene plays out. Kendall sees Bluto. Kendall runs. Bluto chases after him. Cops literally show up seconds after that. Yeah. They were already on their way, I guess, somehow. Oh, but Bluto does grab the bloody chainsaw. So he's got blood on his hands when they arrest him. And they haul him off, and then they show the cut-up body of Swimmer co-ed, and I forget what parts of her are missing. Her torso is missing. Her torso is missing, okay. And because it's called Pieces, and the, the, shockingly, the killer is collecting pieces. And then anatomy teacher shows up and grabs the chainsaw, and the cops yell at him because, you know, fingerprints. And he apologizes and they ask him, you know, I don't want to wait for the coroner as an anatomy professor. Do you think a chainsaw could have done this? And he's like, uh, sure, I guess she's cut up with a, with some kind of thing. So sure. A chainsaw is a thing that cuts things. So yes, chainsaw seems to be possible. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, since I'm an, an anatomy professor as opposed to a, you know... For a forensic scientist. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. Those are parts, I can tell you that much. Yeah, uh, that's her fibula and her fibula, her fibula and her tibia. Tibia and fibula, that's it. Blah. I always get those two mixed up. So uh, the cops decide to bring old Ken doll down to the station so he can talk to local psychiatrist guy... Not a doctor. No, he's he is not a doctor. Not he's not a medical doctor, so don't call him doc. He's a psychiatrist. He hates that. Psychologist. Yeah. It's unclear whether or not he could prescribe drugs. It's unclear if he has a PhD. And uh, so, Lieutenant is like, "Hey, talk to this guy." He's like, "But I don't know who did any of this." And the uh, not doctor says, "Well." Maybe you do know, and you just don't know. You know, man. Yeah. So we're gonna. I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna build a profile of, of the killer based off of interviewing someone unconnected to the the people killed or the killer. All of the best profiles of killers are based off of wild conjecture. I find. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. I've watched Mindhunter. It's probably not too far off. I am a doctor, after all. Whichever the... Yeah, you are you are doctor science. Yeah, and this guy can't even say that much. <laughs> You're also a ghost poop, and you can't say that either. Not a lot of people can say that, or would. No, Mr. Hanky, it's about he's the only other one. Well, he's a Christmas poo. Oh, but isn't he like a ghost of Christmas poo? I don't I don't know how to respond uh, to any of these words. I don't know. My wife does. She says, no. That's oh. how she responds. That's how she responds to most of my words, really. 
That's fair. I've heard a lot of yeah. them. <laughs> and uh, let's see. And so... Well, it turns out on the payroll of the cop shop is a noted tennis professional, the blonde lady. Yeah, you know, um, not not the lady who's married to Gene Simmons or was married to Gene Simmons, not Shannon Tweed. And uh, she's going to go undercover at the school to, I don't know, maybe get murdered? Well, I think the the plan is for her to draw the killer's attention, and then presumably he would try to kill her, and she would arrest him. I mean, for the sake of argument, if I was a murderer of co-eds, hypothetically... Hypothetically, yes. Don't think I'd pick world-renowned tennis professional as my next mark. Well, she is blonde... And he has killed two blondes so far, and she has a body, which the other two ladies had bodies as <laughs> they, well. They did also have bodies, I will admit. Yep. So I think she fits all the requirements. You're just as good as the profile they have on staff. Yeah, I mean, I think I've narrowed it down to, like, one or two people. So uh, she meets Kendall, and at this point, Lieutenant's basically like, Hey, Kendall. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan's like, Kendall, you've been around for six minutes. Congratulations, you're practically a cop now. Yeah. Follow around tennis professional, whose cover is tennis professional. Yeah, she's going to be the tennis teacher now. Coach, tennis coach. That's what you call people who teach sports. It's coaches. I know English. Good job. Man, I should I should drink more. <laughs> it's yeah. easier for me to speak. Sober Troy is lame. Yeah, well, so is drunk Troy, but at least he comes up with better <laughs> words. <laughs> and um, um then the the, yeah. the reporter shows up from the Boston Globe looking for yeah. a hot scoop. Yeah, she's heard that there's things going on. There's rumors of things going on at the campus and then the cops like, "Really? What have you heard?" She's like, "That people are disappearing." And he's like, "Huh?" That's interesting. I haven't heard that. Let's, he doesn't say no. He just kind of deflects. Yeah, he's like, ah, the kids are all the time saying how people are disappearing. Why, if I had a nickel, he says, et cetera, and so forth. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Are we? We have the we have the pointless scene where there's the 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 dance group learning some choreography. And it makes it appear like he's stalking the lady who goes to the bathroom, but she gets to the bathroom and she opens the door and someone grabs her arm and, oh, it's just one of the other dance ladies. And they go into the bathroom to do their lady bathroom stuff. And that bathroom is like down like three flights of stairs and three hall and four hallways. And you have to like go to a different building and, and you get on the, the car that makes the carousel for a little bit and then you get off. And I was like, that bathroom is way far away from that dance studio. Yeah, yeah, you have to go through the fucking weird basement labyrinth to get to it. What the hell's up with that? Yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, the nothing comes from that scene. I don't know why that scene was in there, but it happens. And uh, I guess they paid a bunch of dancers to be on the set. So like, oh, well, let's have them dance because that's 
time in a movie. Yeah, and then, but later, one of them is by herself in the, yeah, the studio. That that's much later though, because next, because we also find out over the course of talking that Kendall is a bit of a Lothario, and apparently, like, like women just throw themselves at him, uh, and so he he wakes up and. Oh, no, no, this is, is this where the, the tennis girl is killed? No. Okay. You're so all out of wh- order. I am out of order, but we're going to, we're getting to Kung Fu guy soon, right? Oh yeah. Don't worry. We're getting to him. Cause this is where Ken doll wakes up and he, he helps keep our dick to boob ratio in check by, uh, get, letting his dangle dangle. And, uh, this lady's like trying to get him to come back into bed. Yeah, because he's, like, he's he's so proficient in intercourse that this yeah. girl is screaming like a maniac. And he's like, people are going to think I'm murdering you in here. And she's like, you can gag me if you want. <laughs> it's just like, really? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's like definitely a dude wrote this movie. Because <laughs> Kendall is so good at the sex that he that, that women are like, just whatever it takes to get him into bed, whatever... Yeah, it's kind of like when your grandpa says something inappropriate about minorities at Thanksgiving, and you're just kind of like, oh, grandpa, you're so old. That's mm-hmm. how this movie is. It says things like, you're so good at sex that it makes me yell a lot. And you're like, oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, just, it's okay, movie. We still love you. Just don't say that anymore, please. Yep. But yeah, so he gets out of bed, and like, shockingly like his dick is just hanging out you're like oh okay well at least that makes sense because you know she's naked too and they just got done with sex so i'm sorry the sex and uh and you're like okay that's good and then he looks out the window and sees uh tennis coach lady not shannon tweed uh walking down the street by herself and he's like i have must go protect her yeah it's a good thing he did, because uh, as she's walking around with her flashlight in the well-lit area, <laughs> uh, who should appear but the Kung Fu professor? Yes. Bruce Lee, with one E. Yeah. Attacks her. And uh, that's actually his name, his, his actor name. And... Uh, he uh, he attacks her and just starts beating the crap out of her because he's using the mystical martial arts of the East while she's just like, what the fuck is going on? I thought I was in a horror movie. And <laughs> finally she falls down, but then like Mule kicks him in the gut and he just drops and it's knocked unconscious slightly. Yeah. Just in time for Kendall to show up and go, hey, what's going on? Why are you fighting with the Kung Fu professor? But his motorcycle sounds exactly like a chainsaw engine, which freaks her out at first, which I thought at least was a nice touch. And so uh, the Kung Fu professor, he's like, oh, that's my bad. I ate some bad chop suey and runs off. Doing with a really bad, like, racist, stereotypical... Chinese accent, like it's like the LR switch and stuff. It's it's real bad. The, the scene just comes across, comes off really racist, and it comes out of like absolutely nowhere, has no bearing on anything, and just 
abruptly starts and stops, and you're left going, wait, what? Yes, wait, so the the Asian guy was the literally the Kung Fu professor. He's not the martial arts professor or the, you know, the Asian, the, 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 you know, Asian history professor. No, no, he's the Kung Fu professor with like the really bad Asian, the really bad stereotypical Chinese accent that I'm not even gonna try to mimic because that would be horrible. Yeah, that's a bad, that'd be, that'd be a bad look. That would be a monstrous choice to make. So that happened and, and, for no reason. Yep. And then he takes her back to her apartment and he's like, and she's like, thank you so much. And he's like, uh, aren't you going to make coffee? And she's like, maybe later. Bye. <laughs> and he's like, what? My charms didn't work. And then for some reason, his buddy Nerling are standing behind him with a zombie mask and runs off. Yeah. And then make fun of him for not being able to score and runs off. Yeah. Because fucking movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Dance Academy wing. Yes. There's uh, one lone dancer still dancing away. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Shrouded Man's there, and he's all, like, uh, huffing and puffing and creeping around, watching her. Yep. So she runs off before he emerges through the secret mirror door? Something. Basically, they they meet at the elevator, and she says, "Oh, it's you," and then pushes the button for the elevator. Yeah, so she 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 knows who it is, and it's someone she's not threatened by. And he's apparently hiding a goddamn chainsaw behind his back. Well, yeah, I mean, and she doesn't notice. Yeah, I mean, he's good at up close magic, Chris. I guess so. He must have really gave her the old Chris Angel, the old mind freak. Yeah. That's the only magician I can think of. <laughs> yeah, me too. That does up-close magic. Oh, David Blaine's the other one that did up-close magic uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. There's many others, but he, those are the two that I can think of. And then uh, and they get to the elevator, and she pushes the button, and then he whips out the chainsaw and cuts both of her arms off. Yeah. And of course... And they- the the cops and Kendall are all magically there already. Well, they hear her screaming as they're going by. They're like, oh, my. And they try to open up the gate. And Kendall's like, don't bother. It's locked. But I'll climb through this window and lock it and unlock it from the inside for you. Because he's the, the motherfucking hero. And they get to the elevator. And she is lying there with no arms. But apparently she's not actually dead. Yeah, she's just going to be dead. Or Maybe. not. But apparently, according to doc, not doctor psychologist, um, she she has suffered some kind of like the, the he said something like ridiculous about like like the electricity in her brain being disrupted or something, like total like garbage. Yeah, it was something like she's in nerve shock and lost too much blood. I don't know. Yeah. One in a million, yeah. baby. <laughs> And uh, but they imply that she she's going to live, but they wanted to they wanted to interrogate her. But he's like, yeah, she's not going to remember shit. So or she may not even regain consciousness. And then anatomy professor shows up, and Lieutenant Dan's like, what are you doing here? 
And he's like, I was upstairs in the library when I heard all the commotions. I came to see what's going on. He's like, that's great. I'll talk to you later. And uh, let's, I think, uh, what happened? Tennis, tennis girl still needs to get killed. Yeah. Tennis girl might... needs to get killed and waterbed girl needs to get killed. Yeah. So I think and... tennis girl goes first because she's just practicing her serves on the court. And then she goes and then like polka music starts playing over the sound system and annoys the shit out of her. So she goes to take a shower and she goes to the shower and gets chased around the locker room and gets killed with a chainsaw, oddly enough. And then uh, Kendall and not Shannon Tweed show up at the courts and they're like, why is there poker music playing over the intercom? And they find Bluto and he's like, I don't know, not my business. It's like, but you're the janitor. He's like, yeah, I clean shit. The sound system's not my job. And they're like, well, where are the controls? In the janitor's closet. <laughs> yeah, it's not my job. I just have complete access and ability to control it. Yep. But since the lady got killed while he was in custody, they let him back out, apparently. And uh, they, uh, so they, they, he's going to start touching all the buttons, and they're like, stop. There might be fingerprints. And he's like, I'm sick of this fucking music, and flips the switch that turns it off. Yeah, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so it's not his job, but he knows exactly how to turn it off. <laughs> and uh, then they go and they find murdered girl. And I know she's missing legs. Everything from the waist down, basically. Yeah. And then we have who's the other one that gets killed? That's uh, the waterbed girl. She gets, oh yes. She gets stuck to the uh, pool room slash waterbed slash sauna facility. Yeah. Not pool like uh, swimming, but pool like billiards. Yes. And she gets killed on a on a waterbed. And gets it, stabbed. She only gets stabbed, though. Yeah. She doesn't get chainsawed. Yeah, which was a bummer, because Chainsaw was enjoying a nice sauna respite at the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't need this to kill her, because I'm not taking any of her parts. And, oh, and the whole time after he kills someone, he's the killer, like goes to the puzzle and puts more pieces together in the puzzle, usually the parts that he took off of the person. I think we've probably glossed over that, Chris. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. And, uh, and so then Lieutenant Dan tells Kendall that he should go to the cop shop and help Sergeant Grayhair with his investigation and they're looking through a bunch of files for mentions of the faculty because apparently only a faculty member could be killing these people, even though there's been no indication that they thought that at all. Yeah. And while uh, old gray hair and Kendall are hanging out, looking into things, they find out that, uh, turns out funny story. The Dean is the kid from earlier. Da, da, da. Yeah, oh, and uh, someone, Kendall interviews, is it Kendall or, oh no, it's not Shannon Tweed interviews uh, Anatomy Doctor, and she's like, yeah, you know, the the, the the dean seems like a really nice guy, and and that teacher's like, no, he's like 
hard as nails, like still waters run deep, you know? And so, and she's like, Oh, cause I have a, I have a meeting with him at seven, eight, seven tonight. And he's like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> so, uh, old, uh, not Shaden Tweed is going to meet up with the, uh, Dean who is apparently the murder kid from earlier. Yeah. And Kendall and gray hair are like, Oh snap. He's got to be the murderer because he had a traumatic past and it's the eighties. Yep. And, uh, so he offers her coffee and she, she says she'll take cream, but send some saccharin if he has it. Cause this is the fucking eighties and you had saccharin instead of sweet and low or equal. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, he pulls out this drop eyedropper and starts dropping things into her coffee and, I don't know what what form saccharin comes in. Does it come in liquid form, like liquid drops, or does it come in packets like sweet and low? I don't know. I assumed that that's what it was <laughs> with saccharin that he was putting into the coffee. Yeah. And, and either with the dropper or otherwise, he hits her with the old rohypnol. Well, I th- well and also, because we didn't find out he was the kid until after he was giving her coffee. Yeah. And I was like, oh, either he's giving her saccharin or roofies. I don't know which. Or Spanish fly. Maybe it's Spanish fly because he's going to try to like wants to try to sleep with her. I don't know. And, and then you uh, find out that he's the killer. You're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense now. So, uh, team police is heading to the scene while uh, he's got her drugged up but and she's, uh, like, paralyzed. In, like, her major muscle groups, but she can still, like, move her eyes, and she can hear everything. Yeah. And he's going to take her feet, it appears? Well, because, yeah, because the, the the tennis girl's feet didn't fit the bloody shoes that his mom used to wear. And so... Uh, bloody because of his mom's blood, not because she wore bloody shoes. That would well, be yeah. weird. That would be weird. So everybody uh, rushes to the scene... They find old, uh, not Shane and Tweed, drugged up, and they're like, whew, we got here just in time. Nothing bad's happened. He's obviously left, so everybody yeah, he, leave. Yeah, and they, then they leave Kendall with her there to walk her around to try to get her to recover somehow. I don't know how that's supposed to work when she can't move. She's full of drugs. Quick, get her heart pumping faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and then? so then from behind the curtains, because apparently this Dean guy is nine, <laughs> he, uh, reveals his hiding spot, jumps out with a knife. Him and Kendall have a tussle. Lieutenant Dan shows back up, shoots him in the head. Right through the forehead, like just one and done. Yeah. Like John wicks him. And then congratulates the team on a job well done. And then the movie keeps going. Yeah. And, and you're like, but everything's wrapped up. Why is this movie still going? And uh, Sergeant Greyhair like poke around at the bookshelf and pushes on it. And all of a sudden, like it turns around to reveal the, uh, you know, the, the may, if you will, uh, um, body that, the Dean had been constructing and it falls on, uh, Kendall who like 
you know, legitimately freaks out because if a dead piece together body fell on me, I probably would scream a little bit too. Yeah, that wouldn't be number one on my list of things I want to have happen after I saw a guy get shot in the head who was on top of me. Yeah, and then uh, so they roll the body off of him. He stands up, and then one of the arms on the body shoots up and grabs his crotch and claws his junk, turning him into the titular Ken doll. Yeah, because that's what this movie needed was weird genital mutilation at the very end. Yep. And now it's over. <laughs> and that's pieces. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? I mean, it is everything I was expecting it to be when we went in. I didn't know a lot about this. I knew it was uh, some low-budget 80s slot garbage, and it did not disappoint. The The gore stuff is pretty solid for an 80s movie. It's pretty uh, splattery and spurty. Limbs are flying off. People's heads get caved in. They cut into a torso a bit with a chainsaw. Yeah, th- that stuff's all fine. The The ADR is real bad. Yeah. But in the best possible way. Uh, there's a charm to it. It is... Mercifully short, just under 90 minutes. They could have gotten down to 80 if they like gotten rid of, I don't know, the Kung Fu professor. Yeah, for all the and help the, that did. And and the dance studio scene that didn't go anywhere. And the, uh, the lady for the Boston Globe who just shows up and fucks off. Yeah, and the skateboarding lady. I mean, we probably could have got this down to 60 minutes if we wanted to. Yeah. But, I mean, all in all, if you're into a goofy 80s slasher flick that has its its moments, I say give it a go. You could do worse. We've done worse. Probably oh, will do worse. Again in the future. Yes. But, yeah. It's, it's harmless enough. It's goofy. It has just that right amount of bad 80s charm to make it a fun time. Give it a go. What do you think, Troy? Um, I mean, I actually kind of was, I kind of was in this movie the whole time. It was just interesting enough to keep me engaged. Uh, it wasn't much more interesting than that, but it was, it was interesting enough. Um, like it's real eighties and I'm really okay with that. Uh, it's not, and it's funny cause like, it's not like, you know, people transgressing, get killed. It's just, if your body parts fit right, you get killed, which is, you know, at least a different motivation for a killer than we usually see in a slasher. So that was good. Um, I did like that that kid got murders, murderly, earlier, uh, raged, enraged about his mom taking away his porno puzzle. That made me laugh out loud because I was like, wow, kid, you are really attached to that puzzle. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it was just, it was fun. I mean, this movie is just goofy as hell sometimes, but not so goofy that it, you're like, Oh God, this is so over the top. It, this is the kind of movie that deserves to be satirized, but it's goofy enough that I think you'd have a hard time satirizing it properly. Um, that's fun. I mean, 
they were definitely like a bit like Ken Doll was definitely a or Kendall as he's actually called in the movie. Uh, I just love that they named him Kendall, which sounds like Kendall, and then ripped his junk off. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that was hilarious to me. Um, I love that he's like the total Mary Sue character. Like it's like, oh yes, he is. He's amazing in bed. The cops want him to be a cop. You know, he is perfect in every way, except for now he has no dick at the end. So I was okay with that too. I think it was great. It's just, this movie's goofy and fun in all the right ways, but still a slasher in all the right ways. So I say, watch it. So what are you watching next week, Chris? We are watching bad blood. The movie as suggested by dummy act. Yeah. I don't know what that is at all. No, but I'm guessing it's something Japanese because it's Bad Blood, the movie. So it's probably like a Bad Blood anime or manga or series, TV series of some kind. Is my guess. Yeah. And Dummy Act usually uh, doesn't disappoint. Nope. I think she's only had like one or two duds out of all of her recommendations. So I think she's, she definitely is, it gets, is on the A list. The Dean's List, if you will, Chris. Oh, well played. Way, way to bring it all back around. That, that's me. I am a comedic genius. And so what if, Yeah, both things. All the time. So what if somebody else wanted to recommend a thing and have us, uh, you know, gauge their overall performance over time? How would they do that? Well, they should just go to SlaughterhousePrincess.com where we have links to all of our social media and our store and our Patreon and they can uh, inter- they can figure out where they want to interact with us from there. And again, don't tell Brett that I do it this way because I like to make him do it the long way. Yeah, it is better. It's the only thing he has to do. <laughs> yeah, he should have to do it. Ah, uh, yes. And we should just record him doing it so we can just loop it in whenever we need to. Uh, yeah, but he's hilariously inconsistent. So <laughs> yes, and he's been hilariously absent the last two times. We're sorry. Or three times. Is this a yeah. hat trick for him? It might be. Lord oh, knows man. I'm not paying attention. Oh, man. We got to get him back on the podcast. It, it's just, it's been going downhill, Chris. It really we, has. We, we can't support the podcast on our shoulders alone. I mean, we can't afford to go downhill. We were already towards the bottom when we started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we are. Yeah. Yeah. What's below the bottom? I don't know. We're going to find out. So come back next time for. Bad Blood the Movie, whatever the hell that is. And while other podcasts think about movies, hopefully this time we'll be drinking about movies. Bye! I'm down with Sassy Pikachu.